Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And it is Thursday, September 15th. We'll be chatting about movies for the 16th to the 22nd of September 2016. We have a whole bunch of stuff this week. Mm-hmm. If we could dive right in without any pleasantries or small talk. Um, so, yeah, so we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. So, if you listen to this right away, you'll be able to catch this crazy Ottawa premiere we have Friday night, uh, Kickboxer Vengeance. It, uh, it's a rental, actually, which just means that the, the parties rented the theater. It's not something that we... The, is it own. the star of the film rented the theater? Yeah, I, I the, guess... Uh, the, and he's an Ottawa native? Yeah, the, the star of the film, who is, I think, a stuntman by trade, uh, his name's Alain Mosi, which, again, I think we may have mispronounced last week and this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> Our apologies to, to him. Alain. Um, but yeah, he's a stuntman. If you look him up on IMDb, you'll see all kinds of stuff that he's big kind of tentpole Hollywood films that he's mm-hmm. worked on. And so now he's starting to get in front of the camera. And so Kickboxer Vengeance is, it's weird nowadays because like, there's such a blur of reboots and reimaginings. And, and this is actually a remake. This yeah. is not a sequel to Kickboxer because there, there are like, I don't know, five or six Kickboxer films. Yeah. This is a... Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in this, mm-hmm. but he's not his character from the, first, kick, yeah. the first kickboxer is being played by Elaine. Yeah, I totally had assumed at first that it was kind of um, a Creed kind of thing, where it was ah, it, yeah. it was Me too. Jean-Claude playing the same character with a new kid playing, like him him being the coach. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the young character is the same character. It's like that last Longest Yard remake. Yes. Where um, Burt Reynolds played uh, a character played by another actor. I forget the actor's name in the, in the original. Yeah, and I think Michael Caine has done that. I think Michael Caine... Oh, yeah, Sleuth. Sleuth, With yeah. Jude Law. Yeah. He played the older character that he played the younger character in the first one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's a... Um, it just looks like a... It's, it's funny because it looks like a traditional 80s... You know, the kind of thing, uh, like a traditional 80s action movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got um, Dave Bautista, who is in Guardians of the Galaxy, but before that was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, well, M- wrestler or M- MMA? Was he? I, yeah. Was he a real... Were, UFC guy. UFC yeah. guy, okay, yeah. yeah. And it also has... I just forgot her name, but it has a, an actress who's also... Gina Carreno. Yeah, and she... Who was in Haywire, the Steven Soderbergh action yeah, film which I really loved her in that but yeah so it should be a lot of and fun and she's a uh, MMA yeah so yeah. it's it's one of those like oh and uh, Canadian uh, what's his name George oh, St. Pierre yeah, yeah he's in it too so it's, uh, it's an all star MMA yeah. action film and the star will be in attendance you can check our website for details now just to be clear our mm-hmm. tickets tickets are kind of yeah so tickets going for, fast for this it's uh, tickets for that are they're $15 and we will be open, if you're worried about getting them, we do have like a matinee show before that. It's the 7 o'clock show Friday night, so you can come. Of another movie. Of another movie, yeah. So you can come and uh, get them while that movie's playing, uh, in case you're worried about not getting tickets to that on Friday night. Um, but yeah, so come check that out. That should be fun. A, a, a local boy done good. Yeah. action movie premiere. And I think kind of a, a compliment to the Mayfair that he wanted to, to do it here. So that's kind of kind of fun. That's always neat when a filmmaker or actor wants to do that in their hometown and chooses us to have a screening. 
So yeah, Kickboxer Vengeance. And if that goes well for us, hopefully he'll be back because I noticed on IMDb that the, the follow-up is already done or they're filming oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, they shot it simultaneously. Yeah, they might, might have done like a Kill Bill back-to-back kind of thing. So, But uh, yeah, so that is Friday night. That's one of the Ottawa premieres. It's a one-night only event. So come check that out. Tonight, if, if you are Tonight, listening, if you're listening, if you're, if you're listening yeah. to this on Friday morning, yes. And then uh, just to mention the other one night only thing, uh, we have our kids club returning on Saturday the 17th. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Batman. Uh, technically, it's Batman the movie, but mm-hmm. everyone knows it as Batman 66 mm-hmm. nowadays. With Adam West and uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward, yeah. yes. Uh, it's so funny. It's when, when I was a kid, I did not like this Batman. I was because I was I was the age of the dark Batman. Like mm-hmm. my Batman was Frank Miller. This is the Knight goofy, yeah. campy, satirical Batman. Yeah, and it wasn't until I kind of just accepted that we could live in a world where of goofy Batmans and Michael Keaton Batmans and all the different Batmans. Uh, now I love this movie. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Pretty genius. I think they Adam West. I think everyone involved knew exactly what they were doing. It wasn't camp by mistake. Like, they were... No, it's, it's meant to be... Yeah. And, tongue-in-cheek. And it was one of those, like... You know, it, it reached this peak and then went away just as fast. Because it wasn't like it was on for, like, like it was 20 like years, like The Simpsons or anything. It was, like, two seasons or two or three? It wasn't more than, like, three seasons. I think it was... It, yeah, it was, it was two seasons. They did the movie in between the seasons. Yeah, so they worked, like, crazy. And they just churned it out. They're like, oh, we need, you know, we need to get a movie out for this. Yeah, and I forget... And I don't even know if the movie was even really a hit. No, and I forget the episode count, but it, it, they did something like 45 episodes a year. Like, mm. it, it wasn't, like, nowadays where it's, like, 12 episodes a year or something. Yeah. And then the, the heartbreaking thing, if you're... Uh, if, if you're a fan, was that they canceled it and then tore down all the sets and then I believe it was NBC said, oh, we'll do a third season. But then they realized it would be too expensive to rebuild everything and they just ah, didn't do it. Oh, I and didn't know like, that. Oh my God, guys, you could have communicated that better. But it's a um, super fun movie, especially to see on the big screen. A couple years ago, if I remember this correctly, we showed it um, a couple years ago on film which is fun, and especially if you're a, a, a cinema purist, the problem was it was a really rough print. And luckily we had a crowd with a good sense of humor, but there would just be, like, giant chunks missing, uh, mm. kind, kind of perfectly comically timed, where it's like Batman would be like, to the Batmobile! And they'd go to hit the pole to get them down to the Batcave to the Batmobile, and it would just be like, to the Batpole! Cut! And they're driving down the street. So you would miss like 10, 15 seconds in there. Mm-hmm. So that was like four or five times on the print. So, so, you know, we live in a world where these prints just don't exist or they're not in great shape. Mm-hmm. So we will have a very pretty digital restoration. All the colors are going to look great. The sound's going to look great. You're not going to miss any scenes. So, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Were you looking the, it up? The director of this film, yeah, it was 120 episodes Holy over God. two seasons. Jeez. <laughs> So that's crazy. Uh, the director of Batman the movie passed away recently at like the age of 100 or something. I, I think he was 101. Leslie H. Martinson. And, and yeah, he, he was mostly... He was 101 years old. 101. He passed away on September 3rd. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, not to make light of it, but it's, you, you read the article and it says, natural causes. And you're like, well, yeah, I didn't think he was... He, it's like, what well, cause of death? He was 101. Paragliding. And he mostly did television. He did uh, Small Wonder, Fantasy Island, A chips. ton of TV. 
I think the only reason he directed the Batman film was probably he, I bet you he was he the was probably director. He was probably directing. Well, yeah. Well, let's see. He probably was. Dir- oh, yeah. It's mostly television that he did. Yeah. I don't but, think he did. But any feature. Endless. Uh, like Hot he, Rod Girl. He did. You, you you scroll down his IMDb list and it's just like every show you've ever heard of. Like the, mm-hmm. these like working directors in the in the kind of golden age of television. Just they were like journey. You call everything. them journeymen. Journeyman yeah. directors. Uh, Spielberg started out that way, doing like. Columbo and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quincy M.E. or something, you know, like yeah. And like nowadays, kind of people go back and forth, but back then it was really, I think, two different worlds. It was, it was you were you were in television or you were in film, mm. and there was some crossover. Yeah, but usually, like if if a fe- if a feature film was directed by a guy who mostly did television, then the film would kind of look like a TV yeah. show. Like they weren't, you know. And nowadays, it just. Filmmaker, filmmakers. Goes back and forth. Like you have, you know, David Fincher directing the pilot of, of uh, House of Cards. Or mm-hmm. you have Scorsese working in television. But they'll just do the pilot. I yeah. mean, for the most part, they'll just produce it. They're yeah. not really get. you know, they're not doing episodes. David oh. Fincher's not doing episodes of, like, no. Criminal Minds. Yeah. Or vice versa. I find very interesting, and it kind of makes sense, is in this kind of franchise world we're in, they're hiring television directors to work in that. So... The, not that they don't matter, still very talented, but like most people with a gun to their head couldn't tell you who directed Thor 2. Yet, it was a giant film, mm-hmm. made a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it was a, um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that was a, a director they got off of um, Game of Thrones. So they mm-hmm. got somebody used to working kind of episodic, used to working with a group, not being like the auteur director. And that's happening more and more, it seems, because they, they have to, you know, it is your film, but you also have to worry about what's coming next and what came before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, Woody Allen, Woody Allen's uh, Amazon series is uh, coming out, yeah, A Crisis is, in Six Scenes. Yeah, which is crazy. And Spike Lee is doing um, a TV version of his first film, oh, She's yeah. Gotta Have It, for Netflix. Yeah. But well, so with these older directors who aren't, you know, I think they have a hard time getting like, you know, yeah. $5 million movies made. Well, not Woody Allen. Woody Allen's got his financing in place, but... I notice that, like, when you... They're not getting barrels of money from Warner Brothers to do their next film, so they're going to Netflix and Amazon to do TV stuff. When you come see a film, I always kind of take notice. It's it's an interesting little thing. Like, it'll say CBC on it, or it'll say BBC, or it'll say PBS. And often, that's the deal, where a movie will get the tiniest theatrical release, which is cool for us, because we get those kind of films. But really, it then goes to... TV Ontario, PBS, wherever, to kind of fill the time that they need. Because mm-hmm. especially nowadays where TV never turns off, uh, they will pay. And it's almost like when a movie hits a theater, it's a small bit of advertising for them because maybe they'll get a review in the paper. Uh, people will see it even just advertising. I go, to the, I go to the theater. Sorry. Yeah. I go to the theater and see ads for, like, that show me service, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. It, it's strange. But there, there's a there's a blur between film and TV now more than ever I think. Mm. But um, crazy. Even a few years back, I remember uh, I believe the Ginger Snaps movies were essentially made as TV movies for the Space Channel, and but they got a little bit of a theatrical release. Well, in the '60s, the very first TV movie, yeah, well, it was supposed to be a TV movie was uh, a remake of The Killers. Okay, yeah. and it was with Lee Marvin, John Cassavetes. 
Edgy Dickinson and Ronald Reagan as the bad guy. Okay. And it was the last movie Ronald Reagan made, and he hated it because he was playing this awful, like, woman-slapping gangster. And that was made for NBC as the very first, like, TV... Back then, TV movies was, like, this big event, like, movie made for television. Um, and uh, NBC looked at it and was like, uh, this is way too violent. So yeah. they gave it a theatrical release instead. Yeah. That's rare, because that happened, again, with Spielberg, his duel was a TV film, but got a bit of a theatrical release. Yeah. Um, he did a couple of those. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, but now, I remember there was Franco, James Franco did a um, James Dean movie. It was a while ago. And yeah, and that was people, made for television. And I remember, it might have been Ebert, somebody was like, if this had been released theatrically, he'd be getting an Oscar nomination. Yeah, there were a few movies like that. There was one, there was an HBO movie that Ebert really liked yeah. with Emma Thompson called Wit. And there were a few others, but he's like, well, this was made for television, so it's not going to get, you know, well, it might nowadays, get some Emmys. I think because it, it's, it's a really minimal thing. Like, to, to get an Oscar nomination, you have to be released either in, like, a certain number of film festivals or in two major cities. Yeah, for a week. You gotta have like a week, a one week engagement. So, especially now, like there was, you know, like just, even if you don't think you're gonna get a big theatrical run, at least release it in two theaters for a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can find a theater to do that and then there you go. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's an interesting blur nowadays of of entertainment, but which, which I'm always happy when people come here because the age old excuse going back to VHS, hell, going back to TV when it was invented, was that's going to kill going to the, the theater, going to yeah, the movies. And, <coughs> and it hasn't yet. But Well, the, the argument now is, oh, TV's so much better than movies now, and I'm tired of that. Like, I get yeah. what they're saying, but I'm getting tired of that argument. Well, I always just point, like, like just the other day, somebody said, <coughs> said, said, what's a good movie you've seen lately? And I listed, like, half a dozen that I've seen at the Mayfair of late, whether it be you know, uh, uh, Wilder People or Midnight Special or some good, do- really good documentaries we've had. So I'm always like, like, yeah, they're, they're out there. You just go see them, you know. Well, this week is... And we've got so many. Yeah, we've got to get back This on week topic. is particularly special because one movie we're showing, I think, is the best film I've seen this year. Yeah, I... Um, it's Hell or High Water with Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, and Ben Foster. I've heard nothing but amazing things about mm-hmm. this movie. I'm kind of, like, I did a little write-up for it on Facebook, and they'll think, yep. and I'm trying to avoid, I, I don't... Oh, yeah, I don't like, read the reviews. Because I don't want to know too much about it, but you'll yeah. just kind of blur by a review, and you'll see, like, a masterpiece, best of the year, five out of five. So just kind of taking those little clips and putting them on Twitter or Facebook. Well, or I'm hoping we, we do well with it, because, um, yeah, the praise is uh, yeah. pretty enormous. And well, it's it's worthy of that praise, because it's easy to, to see the ads for this and... Yeah. See all the four-star reviews and be like, oh, how, how great can it be? You know, is this overrated? Like, I, I first saw the trailer and I thought, oh, this could be good, but it didn't blow me away. And then I saw it a couple weeks ago and I'm like, no, this is yeah, this is a, a terrific film. Who directed it? It was directed by, uh, I think he's a British man, mm-hmm. uh, David McKenzie. He did a movie called Starred Up, which is a prison film, yeah, I don't which know I anything. didn't see. Yeah. But I remember when that came out and it... Uh, um, there was someone who used to work here who was telling me yeah. how great that film was. The, the the poster, or like when I was online, it was like from the from the acclaimed director of Start Up, and I was like, I've never heard of Start and Up. And the screenwriter of Sicario. Right, yes. Um, Which we played. 
and Sicario's great, and this is great. I mean, this film, it's got a, you know, the screenplay, the direction, the acting are all first rate. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bridges, especially, like, he's, he seems to have, and I'm sure he might disagree because everybody has ups and downs, but he just seems to keep going. Like, like he just, mm. like... Uh, well, he's in his, he's in, you know, because he, he's been acting since he was, like, a teenager, pretty oh, yeah. much, so now he's in kind of his old man phase. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he's, he's playing a, uh, a Texas Ranger nearing retirement, and uh, Ben Foster and Chris Pine are robbing these really, like, small-town, middle-of-nowhere Texas banks to raise yeah. money. Not because they want to get rich. They, they really need to raise money. Yeah. And so they're doing it very methodically and very carefully. And uh, Jeff Bridges and his partner are onto them. Yeah. Oh, so, I see um, it. And it's, it's kind of got a, a, a slower pace to it. It's not like um, th- there's some action in it, but it, it has this sort of slow pace where they're really developing the characters and the mood and the time and the place. Yeah. It's small town Texas um, where you really see like the depression of it, like just like signs up saying like, you know, get you know, a free loan or get, you right, know, get an right. easy loan or, you know, it's all just the effects of the recession and how it just, yeah. it's screwed over, like just people in these small towns. And it's got a lot of comparison. It's so funny because various genres, people just say it's Cohen-esque, but it, it's no, like people are comparing it to no country, yeah. which I kind of get, but I think that it's, that's a little false. Yeah. Um, I, I thought a lot in a weird way. I thought a lot of the last picture show. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Because yeah. Jeff, I mean, not because Jeff Bridges is in it, but because it's like small town Texas, mm-hmm. completely dead, just this nothing to do, very little employment, very little quality of life. Yeah. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that film in a way. And you could even kind of think of the big short in a way, uh, too, because of, um, again, the whole yeah. recession thing and how it's, you know, big banks just screwing over, you know. Yeah. regular working people. So those comparisons, I think, are a little bit more uh, accurate. Yeah. I, love, more I love that subgenre of, like, something... Like, probably because a character like Jeff Bridges, I haven't seen the film yet, but it's somebody... He's, a, he's an everyday guy, he's a normal guy, mm-hmm. he's an and then something happens, something big, something... And, and like, very kind of like in Fargo or something like that, which is everyday people, and then, and then get caught up in crime. Or like, well, I think, I think the, the comparison is because Tommy Lee Jones is this Texas sheriff or Texas ranger. Mm-hmm. I think he's a uh, Texas sheriff in, in no country. Yeah. And it's both men are nearing retirement. Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones' characters are both nearing retirement. Yeah. And they're trying to solve this mysterious crime. Yeah. But their characters couldn't be more different. Right. I mean, Jeff yeah. Bridges' character is like kind of a wisecracking guy. His partner is like part native, part Mexican. So mm-hmm. he teases him. Right. With some like racist jokes, yeah. But for the most part, and and the actor who who plays this partner is excellent, yeah. Like even the really minor small roles in this film are yeah. are terrific. Well, th- this could be because we're almost in the fall, so this is when all the Oscar movies. Oh, this will be nom- This will be nominated. Yeah, but yeah. So that starts this week. Uh, have it all week long. Yeah, don't miss it. Don't Come miss out and it. See that one. Uh, then we have we have a couple of holdovers. We'll just quickly mention mm-hmm. uh, uh, a few more shows of Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. So if you missed that, be sure to come check it out. Uh, it's you know our, our our golden goose Meryl Streep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is the just a few more shows. It's a kind of a, a little encore run of three more shows to uh, come and check it out. 
And then Music of Strangers. The very popular Music I want to come see Strangers. I it. Um, where it's with Yo-Yo Ma and a kind of diverse, a movie about the, a documentary about the diversity in music and then putting on a concert mm-hmm. with all these different um, uh, instruments and musicians from different backgrounds and different styles. So yes, yeah, so that's two holdovers we have. Uh, then we have a couple of Ottawa premieres. Uh, Rabid Dogs, which we have for two nights, is you were saying what it, filmmaker was it? It's a remake of yes. a Mario Bava yeah. film. Yeah, a remake of Rabid Dogs. Um, it's interesting because <clears throat> uh, Mario Bava's Rabid Dogs um, was never really finished. Right. I don't even think it got much of a release, if any release, originally. Yeah. His son, uh, uh, Lamberto Bava, uh, did his own version of it called Kidnapped. Right. Where he shot new scenes for it. Uh, just two... put them into the old movie? Yeah, and it doesn't quite work. I, I've seen Mario Bava's what, what's essentially a rough cut, and that plays a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't recommend watching his son's cut where he adds in these scenes that clearly don't mix. Um, but this is a remake, um, but I think it's a French production. It's not an Italian uh, production. Basically, it's these wild bank robbers who kidnap a family, mm-hmm. take them as hostages, and they go on this crazy um, uh, cross-country yeah. journey. Um, I haven't seen it, but the original Rabbit Dogs is pretty, uh, pretty wild, so I imagine this is... Uh, yeah. Pretty crazy too, kind of edge of your seat. Uh, yeah, a few people have commented on on our Facebook that it was, or one person at least, that it was like the closest you'll get to see a Bava film nowadays. Like it's a, mm. a modern retail era. It just seems like it could have been him doing it. And uh, yeah, I'm not super. I haven't seen it. It was, it was an early '70s movie. All oh the, yeah, '74. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, but yeah, it's, it's always this is an interesting kind of remake now because remakes are happening fast and fast and furious. Um, but well put remakes of movies that I don't know if it's better or worse but remakes of movies that people don't know are remakes like a Mm -hmm. lot of people coming to this movie will just be coming to see a movie yeah very very possibly yeah and uh, whereas if it was a movie made you know two years ago or a Spider-Man film when they're just like yep another Spider-Man so we have two remakes this week oh yeah so even the Mayfair can't escape remakes no yeah (laughs) And uh, but yeah, so that's coming up. Just two shows for that one. Uh, but a, a um, uh, what is it? Sunday? No, sorry. Uh, Monday, Monday uh, the nineteenth, and mm-hmm. Wednesday the twenty-first at nine o'clock. And then so um, oh yeah, so the big a late late show of John Waters. It's older than I thought. Nineteen seventy. Oh my this god. This is pre Pink Flamingos, pre Polyester, yeah. pre. All, all, all those popular films. Yeah, Multiple Maniacs. Starring uh, Divine, the and most you, beautiful woman in the world. Man, I, I love John Waters. I love, but man, you see a photo of him on the set of Multiple Maniacs? <laughs> he's like 12. Like, he looks so young. Yeah. Uh, and he's like this little thin guy. Long hair. Long hair. He's got the little, little ratty mustache. Yeah. And um, Divine looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he has said, like, this movie... You know, I guess shot in 1968 or 1969. Yeah, this was like during their underground period. Yeah, and and he is before said they like, became a midnight success. Like especially back then, like like nowadays, you have a bit more. It's a bit more easy to play. It's a bit more easy to make mistakes now because you can shoot 
digitally. Digital, yeah, they were you, shooting on film and yeah, and and he has said like nobody knew what they were doing. Like yeah, he, he said like the, the 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 camera operator and the sound guy and himself and they didn't know the rules of film and but somehow they they pieced this this kind of trash classic together and it and it it served as the calling card that got him in the door and and got him this this crazy career. Well, Multiple Maniacs is kind of a lost film because it never really had a DVD, certainly not a Blu-ray release. I think there might have been a VHS floating around. Yeah. But I think it was one of his early films that was like really bootlegged because there was never really a great copy of it around. And the good people over at uh, Criterion Mm -hmm. have done this all-new HD restoration of it. And even John Waters was kind of laughing about it. I just read a quote where he was like, I'm paraphrasing, but he was, he was like, it, it's like, you know, it's like they've taken garbage and just made it look beautiful yeah, yeah. And, and packaged it up. And he was so happy to have that, that honor of criterion. Well, he said, that. he said, oh, it looks like, it looks like a really bad John Cassavetes film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, on the surface, I, I've kind of said before, like, you might not think I'm a John Waters fan, but oh, I just, I, I, I love everything, like, whether it's something on the more later in his career, sadly, because I wish he would have done more, but like, like like Serial Mom or Crybaby or Hairspray. I just love it. And, and, and so it's so fun to have this film on our screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hopefully folks will come out for that. We, we, it's, we did a little mini festival a few years ago, and nobody yeah. came. <laughs> well, we showed Polyester. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, Polyester yeah. With, with the scratch and sniff cards. Yeah, which is so cool. And, uh, but, yeah, so hopefully this will do well and maybe give us an excuse to see if we can dig up something else to play from John. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I couldn't believe it was 1970. It's so crazy mm. to think that, because he's, he's, he's never not busy. He's always writing a book or hosting yeah. a show or doing a live tour. But, but time kind of flies by, and it's been, what, 10 years since he's directed a feature film, I think, right? Yeah, he talks about just getting, it's, it's that era now where there was a little period where you can get two to five million yeah. from like these little small subsidiaries of big major studios to get to make your little film and now it's like you yeah. know you can't get financing no. for like a five million dollar film so yeah out of frustration he's turned to other projects you know yeah. more book writing and yeah. tv and stuff and it's great like his, his i've only i would love to see it live but i've seen his live performance I've yeah i saw uh what was that called uh sicko no uh, this filthy world or filthy something world? Yeah. yeah 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 and he's he's hosted you know, shows about serial killers and yeah. all kinds yeah. of stuff. And, and he's just, and he's, I, I said, he's in my favorite Simpsons episode. I love that yep. Simpsons episode. Classic. But I keep on waiting for like, just somebody, like just somebody to throw him a couple million bucks. Well, like Netflix or something. Like, like, yeah, we just hate to talk about weird. Netflix, but somebody. I know, but it seems weird. Like somebody at this point. Yeah. You, you know, because he say. wanted to do a children's film yeah. with Johnny Knoxville, a yeah. Christmas children's film. And he talked about how, Talks about it in, in his uh, his last book, Carstick, about how he just yeah couldn't get financing for well, it. Well, considering now, like even the um, you know he I, maybe like if we live in a world where Miss You Science Theater can raise five million on Kickstarter, maybe John Waters could raise five million on Kickstarter or three million yeah. or something. Maybe yeah, raise a couple million bucks. But he's not really an internet guy. No, really, I don't think he's somebody else can do it for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has assistants who take care of his internet yeah. needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so very much looking forward to that. So we have that for a couple nights. One, 
uh, a, a late, late Friday night show at 11.30 p.m. And then if that's too late for you, uh, a earlier 9 o'clock show on Tuesday, the encore presentation of Multiple Maniacs. So, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, and we won't forget to mention uh, this Saturday night is also a late, late show of the Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. Pre-Halloween. Uh, Pre-Halloween. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the, if, you're, if you don't like big crowds and you still want to see Rocky Horror... Oh, uh, we might get a... Well, I don't know. Probably if we'll get, get a, a good crowd. Yeah, but, but not a Halloween crowd. Yeah, come see it this Saturday night because next month is the chaos that is the Rocky Horror Picture Show Halloween yep. at the Mayfair, which will be three nights of two shows a night of, hopefully for us, sold out or near sellout crowds. And, uh, yeah, our friends, the Absent Friends, uh, Shadowcast uh, hosted. Mm-hmm. And so you're essentially getting to see a live show slash the movie on the big screen. And they'll be doing the same in October, which is is quite the marathon because it means they're yeah. doing it. Uh, it's it's um, Halloween's on a Monday this year, so we're doing the double bills Friday, Saturday. Not double bills. And on, then Halloween Monday. On Halloween Monday. Yeah. So they have Sunday off. All the back-to-back shows. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention that we have an Ottawa premiere that was uh, bumped to another yeah. date. Uh, Natalie Portman's directorial debut, mm-hmm. A Tale of Love and Darkness, now premieres on September 23rd. Yes. The same day as uh, Transpecos. Yeah. So I imagine, don't quote me on this, but it will probably be the matinee, Natalie Portman, and then Transpecos probably on 7 or 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, somebody recently, I've had a couple of, of tweets asking, are you getting fill in the blank? And it's always the same answer of, of if you don't see it online, we don't know yet. And um, we try to get stuff up on, when we find out we get something at the most, if we're really busy, it'll take like two days to get up online. But usually it's on there within minutes or hours. And uh, you'll see just the main page of our website, or if you just do a little bit of exploring and kind of scroll down on the uh, the the picture option on the Twitter page, mm-hmm. you'll see all the new posters that we have uh, coming up soon. Yeah, lots of premieres coming up. Yeah, now it, like now we're past October, and we actually have one into November, the the, uh, the documentary, the uh, Iggy Pop... Uh, Gimme Danger. Gimme Danger. About the Stooges. Yeah, so that, that that's looks great. early November, so holy cow, we're going to be, you know, soon we'll be booking Christmas films. Yep, but, uh, yep we're getting there. Yep. But yeah, so a ton of stuff to come see this week. Hope you can make it out for... Some uh, some stuff you haven't seen yet. Yep, MayfairTheater.ca for uh, all that information. And we're also on Twitter at Mayfair Theater, on Facebook. Everywhere. Our Instagram is not working for some we're try- reason. We're trying to figure out our we're Instagram. We're trying to repair our Instagram. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if we're, if we're recommending an audiobook this week for Mayfair Theater, what is it, slash... It's audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. You can go there and download a free audiobook. I would say look sign up, up for a free trial. Look up John Waters. Yeah, look up uh, Carsick so or good. Role Models. Any, any John Waters audiobook is, he reads is a himself, must. Which is cool. Yeah, very entertaining stuff. And uh, all kinds of cool stuff coming up at. Uh, I was chatting with the House of Tired Guys. They're not, when I was chatting with them, they weren't quite sure what they're doing for Halloween, but. Oh, I'm sure they'll. It'll be fun have because. Some fun. We'll have we'll be packed here with Rocky Horror, and they'll be packed over there with some cool. Oh, I bet Halloween night show. And don't uh, they do like some hot dog party or? or well, is last that year they did like a. It was like a puppet show, hot dog party, yeah. craziness. So I don't know if they have the 
the uh, the spare time slash willpower to do that again. But there will definitely be, if not one cool Halloween show, a couple of cool Halloween shows there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, you know, type in House of Target to Google, look at their website. They'll have all their stuff. Actually, as we speak, it might be. I haven't looked at their site in a little bit, so they might have a Halloween show planned mm-hmm. right now. But mm-hmm. HouseofTarg.com, is that the right? I can't remember if it's .com or .ca. We should know that. We should know that. But it's, uh, you know, the age of... HouseofTarg.com. .com, cool. They are the, our friends, our coolest neighbors across the street. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we got lots of movies to watch this week, and we'll see you next week. See you at the movies. <laughs>